Christian, welcome to the podcast number 11. Um, how's it going, mate? Not too bad, mate. Firstly, Ryan, thank you so much for having me on, mate. Um, I've not been on a podcast. I've done a few reappearances on a podcast, and it's always good to get back on. I feel a wee bit rusty. I'm nervous. I'm excited. But again, this is what it's all about, man. So, mate, thank you so much for having me on. And number 11, that is absolutely quality, mate. Um, it'll be in six months. It'll be like number 100 or something, mate. So, mate, just keep going with it. And you just keep, like, I've obviously got my own podcast as well that I've not done for a while. It was just telling me about there, but... You get so many great connections, you learn so much, and it does so much for you as well, mate. So just keep up. Yeah, mate, 100%. Um, so reason I know you is actually probably, you don't even know this, um, but maybe a year and a half ago, I actually followed you and your pal Lewis McFarlane, and that was my first exposure to an online coach. And I was like, what is this? This looks this looks good. I want a piece of this. Um, so I've yeah. actually followed you for quite a long time, watched your content for quite a bit. Um, and I must admit it was my kind of as I said it was my first taste of what's this online coaching thing and like selling over um, social media and stuff like that and it really got an interest in it from that so um, that was cool I know you probably didn't know that um, and I also know you through through Joe Parrish um, who we've got a lot of mutual friends through yeah yeah no incredible me I didn't know that at all it's funny like the, the fitness world is so like everyone does know each other through it as well and it's funny like you end up like meeting people that's like just through social media social media is mental now and it makes so many connections like i was in the night shop one day and then the girl went like to me the work there in the non-creepiest way your podcast is class and i was like the reach on like social media now and like what it can do is incredible yeah. man so mate, i'm glad that me and lewis like we're just still fucking winging it man me and lewis actually met um through socials and then yeah. we've just been we became really really good friends this year as well man he's a great guy quality mate and um you're from airshire where exactly in airshire so I'm from Irvine, mate. Irvine, but yeah. I live in Coenan. Yeah, I live in, I'm from Irvine, but I live in Coenan now. I just got my house in, in March. We moved in, I think it was. Wow. So I got my first home this year. So uh, it's been good. Loads of loads of changes this year. I pretty much went from like boot camp guy in Ayrshire to just becoming online coach. So it's been like a big turnaround this year. And I've done it the same month that I got a house. Yeah. <laughs> I just jumped in feet first, man. Yeah, I actually I was down in Irvine oh, it was a couple of months ago playing um, Irvine Meadow in the Scottish Cup. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, down your way we got we got spanked, like, yeah. but we'll not speak about that. <laughs> Do I bring that up? No, no. Um, but no, mate. Let's let's go let's go way back. What actually got you interested in in fitness in the first place? What got you what you got you into this kind of this gig? So so I, I always i've been asked this a few times and it's always one of the ones you're like how far back do i go and uh it's as cliche as it sounds like when i was younger i wasn't that like i wasn't like i was like pretty shit at sports and stuff like that like i got a free for p school like but i think a lot of that came down to ryan like i was kind of pushed down a route when i was younger to do a lot of things that i didn't actually like doing mm-hmm. like a lot of people in scotland I don't act like I don't actually like football, right? But I was brought up as like a diehard Rangers fan and literally to play football and all that. And I, I secretly fucking hated it. Like yeah. I was like, like I was just like, I just not that I hated it, but I just I didn't want to be there. But I just had this sort of like turning up to do it. Wasn't very good at it or that. Um, and it's something that I've really discovered this year. I started going to a therapist this year just to learn a bit more about myself. And a lot of what I do all comes from this. And it's like it's quite interesting. And yeah, man, like uh, then kind of wasn't really sporty that when I was younger, but my uncle got me into the gym when I was like 14, 13. And I just started to love running, 
like training and stuff like that. And I say training, I wasn't training it amazingly well or anything like at all, but I started to find that here, you don't have to play team sport. You don't have to do that. You can do all this stuff on your own as well. And then from there, like that just kind of sparked my sort of love with fitness and stuff. And then when I was 17, I joined the military. I joined RAF. I left school, joined that. Um, and then again, that that really influenced my sort of fitness. Don't get me wrong. I was an absolute pisshead for like, uh, like literally the entire time I was in the military. But I was also a very fit person as well. And I was one of these folk where like I'm quite a sort of like, like, not most folk would get away with just because I have that sort of consistency element. Whereas like I was going out in the piss, but I was also still training quite a lot as well because I was surrounded by loads of other people who'd done that. Um, and then I was in the military for five and a half years. I was what you call a, a scopey, an aerospace systems operator. And essentially like we were just like area, like we police the airspace and stuff and got to go away a good few times and got a lot of good life experience, met a lot of loads of amazing, fantastic pals in there and stuff. And and then, but I always knew there was more. I always knew that it was never going to be my full-time career. It was like, I always knew in the back of my mind, this is just a stepping stone. I couldn't explain it. And I couldn't have told you why, Ryan, but it was like, this is just, that I'm not, I'm not doing this. There's something that I'm going to do that's, that I'm going to, I'm going to find that I am, that's my calling card. And I certainly have. And, and then like, I remember like I went away, I was in the Middle East and, I was training loads and I remember I was out and I started training other people that I was out with. And then I was like in 2014, I was like, and I was, I was also an instructor back in the UK as well and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I like this full coaching people. Like I like this yeah. full sort of instructing people, make people better. And then I went away to Cyprus for a wee while. And then um, I actually went away to Ibiza in like 2016. And this was when I'd been in like five years at this point. And I was like, just at my wits with it. I had a really good summer in Cyprus and stuff, came back. Went to Ibiza, pulled, pulled the ripcord, man, like was partying so hard, had like was having like anxiety attacks and all that. And I was like, came back and I was like, fuck this. This isn't it, man. Like, and then I just literally left and I met my girlfriend around that time as well. I put in my six-month notice, signed up for my PT course, and then literally studied when I was out in Cyprus and stuff, based out there, came back, started, worked in a gym for the first few years I had a boot camp and all that um, and then fast forward to now lockdown happened and I think for a lot of coaches it, it allowed me to just level up in so many different aspects as well like I was just your typical burnt out in the gym coach doing like 30 plus sessions per week getting good results being a good coach but just no sort of like I, I remember just before lockdown I actually invested in a, a coach and all that a business mentor and everything and it was like lockdown happened and then, like, it was good for me in the sense that it allowed me to pull back and see things like a lot of people. I, I thought it was a good thing, to be honest. Like, I felt it was, it's changed my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, in so many ways. And I think sometimes people focus on the negatives. I was just joking to my clients the other night when people say, oh, they're making small chat. And they're like, I just can't wait for this year to be over. And I'm like, what the fuck's going to change? You're going to go into this new year with the same attitude. Why do you want the year to be over? It's just a date, a time. You need to change your attitude. And I think that's it. Like, I'm not taking away that the lockdown was negative. Yeah, like people died. Impact. It's made like a, a mental health crisis in the UK. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's, but there's so many things that people have acted upon that's forced the hand to do things. And fast forward to now, like it, I created my podcast and <clears throat> I connected with so many amazing coaches. And to be honest, that kind of led me to becoming like um, an online coach. Um, yeah. And then I'm totally like not tech savvy at all, man. And then like in the past like sort of year, I've just leaned into that sort of challenge growth and 
fast forward to now, like I'm now the coach that I am. I've got a program called Project Level Up and it's all about helping guys and girls develop a stronger body, sharper mind and fulfilled life. And just a bit of a journey I've been on, Ryan, to be honest, and yeah. just amalgamating everything from like, being in the military, like having experiences there, like not being happy, not being fulfilled, knowing that there was more and giving people that belief system as well. Um, and also along the way, like I, I like doing a lot of different fitness challenges and stuff as well. Um, so yeah, man, like that's that's pretty much me. Does that kind of answer where I'm at? Yeah, mate, incredible story. Um, I think it is, it's always nice to hear that where it's where you've kind of come from because I think a lot of people just, just think we're kind of like, Oh, we're robots, we're like lifting weights. We like lifting weights, so let's make other people lift weights. And there's yeah. always so much more behind it to how you got to this position. Um, and I think what you also said about lockdown, like from a selfish point of view, like I actually kind of just wrap myself up in this room I'm sitting in right now for a, for a good year and then just, just grinded, just woke up, went on the laptop and just tried to look at what I can do to get this this business off the ground. And it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me matured me yeah. so much as a person like pre-lockdown I was probably going to go one of two ways and not even to exaggerate I would have probably ended up just doing some shitty job that I didn't like being an yeah. absolute piss head out every single weekend um but it was just a case of choosing path a or path b and thankfully kind of chose path b and here we are today yeah and I think that's the incredible thing about it and it's I have this conversation all the time with folk and I'm like, get your back against the wall. Like, just get it against the wall. And I think that's always been my mentality. Like, when I joined the military when I was 17 and I went away and I barely had any fucking facial hair and all that. And I was like this scared wee guy, but I was like, get your back against the wall. Then it was like doing, signing up to different challenges, pushing myself in different ways. It's like, get your back against the wall, fucking sign up to it, do it, commit to it. And it's the same. And like, even when I left, it was like, Loads of folks start coaching and there's nothing against it. But like, mate, it's, it's out of fear. People do this for like, I'm just going to get a part-time job first and then do this. And you're like, just fucking go in feet first. And then folk give it all the, the looking at every, like victimhood is a legit thing. And we all do it in different shapes, ways or forms. And it may be, but you don't understand it. I have a mortgage. I have this. I've got a family. And you're like, everyone else has these same things. You're like, just lean into it and understand that like, we're only here once, man. And the more you put something off, the longer it's going to take to do it. And I'm not saying that in a, in a pedestal at all. Like I am doing the same things. There's things in my life that I'm subconsciously putting off those things in, but it's just on different levels. Do you know what I mean? It's just, but what people just don't realize sometimes is the more they put something off. And I think that's the story of lockdown, isn't it? It forced people to get into the, they put their back against the wall and it, it either made some people to, to settle there and it made other people go, do you know what? I'm going to fucking act on this because as you said, Ryan, like if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have had that. I'm going to make this work. That yeah. fire in your belly, because if you don't do that, you end up just in this position of complacency. And something I've been saying a lot to my clients is remove failure from the equation. You become fucking limitless. Yeah. And that's the mentality. Like it's people that they have, they, they have, they put a choice there. Like when it comes to the fitness journey, they say, I'm going to do this. Or I'm scared that I go back to old ways. There is no old ways. You've only made that up in your head. Yeah. I mean, there is only forward, there is only growth. And if you eradicate that failure from the situation, you just, you own, you're only going to grow. Do I mean, exactly. like that is at the end of the day, you're only going to grow. Yeah, mate, I love that. I love that. Um, so I've actually listened to a good few of your podcast episodes. Um, a couple of my favourites were obviously Mark Strather and like, who doesn't like listening to that guy? Um, Brett Contreras, how did you get him on the pod? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That, yeah, was, so that was amazing, mate. 
So for anyone listening that doesn't know Brett Contreras, he invented the barbell hip thrust and he's got like over a million followers on He's like very reputable in the fitness industry. And um, I just messaged him on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, like I actually put him one of my, my things this year, like my, uh, what's it called? What I've achieved this year. Um, goals and my clients and I've got Brett Contreras' number which I think is pretty funny um, <laughs> just on my WhatsApp um, just pretty weird but yeah like uh, I just messaged them Ryan I just messaged them and I was like hey Brett um, been following your content for a while and I think when you share someone's stuff like I've read his book and all that like I've had a lot of big guests in the podcast like and a lot of it comes I've had Samantha Briggs on it was the 2013 Fittest on Earth yeah. I've had professional weightlifting coaches on. Who else? I've had a lot of big guests on, like mm-hmm. my mentor, Phil Graham and stuff. Obviously, I work with Phil, but like like these different folk that you can get on, like I think sometimes if you, like Samantha Briggs, like I read her book and I read Brett's book and I think they look at it from an angle, like they bought my book and took yeah. the time to read my book. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like, I think that's just a, like, a, like I would certainly be like if someone, like if I had a book, and someone was sharing my book, I'd be like, thank you so much. Like, doesn't matter who you are. Like, they're just human beings at the end of the day, aren't they? They've just been doing something a bit more. They're just on a different level, aren't they? That's it. Yeah, um, I actually remember that, that about biggest... Brett as well. Yeah, he had, I remember sharing his book on Instagram and like, because I'd obviously read it and he just sent me a little thank you message as well. So it's, it's actually yeah. weird. I've just recalled that as we were speaking about that. Like this was maybe like a year or so back and he actually just said yeah. thank you. And I was kind of like fanboying a little bit. I was like, we said, he actually replied to yeah. me. Like, this is just the kind yeah. of people they are. There's good people. Eh? Well, the coaches, aren't they? That's it at the end of the day. Like they're, they're there to lift people up. And no, I think the minute someone actually starts thinking they're better than that, but I actually was joking to him on the podcast saying how, like, he must have an insane amount of DMs. Like, he must yeah. have, like, you're talking like thousands every day. How do you reply to that? Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I know. How do you even do that? So, that's what I was laughing at, but he was a, he's a sound guy. He's really, 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 really nice guy. Um, and he was, uh, he was a good laugh as well, man. But he was like very, he was getting pure, like rubbed up the wrong way about COVID and all that. It was funny. Like it was, <laughs> oh yeah. He was proper going off on one about how like loads of folk are blaming COVID about like uh, delivery and poor service. You know how like loads of folk nowadays that you go, yeah, where's my parcel? And they're like, sorry, COVID. And he, he yeah. was like, he obviously owns BrettContrarySstrength.com, which is like, I think it's like a multi-million pound company and he's like our customer service has been fine nothing's changed he's like it's just a shitty excuse because he owns this yeah. company um, but yeah it was it was cool having him on and I, I, like do you know what I mean like but to be honest some of the best conversations I've had are just with like maybe another coach I'm not saying it wasn't a good conversation but like anything else it's it, it got a lot of hype just off of status do you know what I mean yeah. um, and I'm not saying it wasn't a good conversation it was a great conversation but I've had conversations in my podcast just with other people about like like some deep shit, like folk talk opening up about how when they committed they tried to commit suicide and, and how, what changed. And it's like powerful, deep conversations. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to play psychiatrist or play mental health guy. I'm totally not. It's just like actually having deep, meaningful conversations. And that's one thing the podcast has taught me. It's to have more in-depth conversations with people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not, not just not just like what's the weather today? Like, oh, COVID. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like actually t- talking to people on like a, a a level that people listen. And I suppose that's why folk listen to podcasts, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I, I, that's why I love this kind of, this format is because I can come on a call with you who have actually never spoke to face-to-face and we can just yeah. almost get lost in a conversation and just, it can just go anywhere. It can literally go down any sort of rabbit hole. And that's what I love about it. But at the same time, you can get ones where it's almost like, 
like question and answer and then it's just like you know what I mean you'll have probably done one before and it can just get a little bit robotic but um no nah. nah, that's what I love about podcasts man yeah no man they, that's I've had a few guests and I won't mention what once but I'm like I didn't go the way I wanted it to go there <laughs> yeah you gotta do those ones to to test <clears throat> it out though yeah so next thing and I know a lot of my clients, when I spoke about coming in the podcast with you, were interested in this. And I know you've probably spoken about it a million times before, but let's go nice and simple. What is an Ironman and why the hell did you do it? <laughs> yeah, so um, an Ironman, um, for anyone that's obviously never heard of it before, is an iron distance triathlon. Like Ironman have actually patented it like from um, the name Ironman. So there's a bit of confusion in it. Like an iron distance triathlon known as an Ironman is a two and a half mile swim, a 112 mile cycle, and then a marathon run at the end. Um, and it comprises of the three elements and you just do it in one day and you just do it back to back. And basically like um, I ended up, I had a disaster, man. Like if you've been following the journey, like everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. And uh, it was my first ever triathlon as well, um, which was like, I've never, I, and at the beginning of the year, I couldn't swim as well. So I taught myself to swim and uh, took on the biggest triathlon that was possible to do it. I think there's one more bigger, but it's ridiculous. Like, it's called, like, an ultra Ironman. Um, so, yeah, um, and I think what made me want to do it, Ryan, was, like, I've got this, like, inner part of me that comes down to, like, who I am and all that that's, like, just wants to always be, like, how can I take it to another level? How can I explore somewhere? And I just like doing things like that because... I think like your body's an amazing thing um, and our, our health truly is a wealth. And I'm not saying that, honestly, like to be honest, the Ironman isn't healthy. It, it, I felt my kidneys hurting and everything doing it and my body was in tatters after it, the training, I was fu- it wasn't healthy, but like, I suppose it's a bit of a bad way. Your health is your wealth and I'm wrecking my body doing these things. But like, like even from a sort of like scientific, like a uh, physiological standpoint, like the damage it can do to like, see if you, you look at someone that's, I'm reading this in Ross Edgley's book right now, that if you look at someone that does ultra distance sport like the damage they have to like after it like to like the aerobic system to the do you know what i mean to the the veins the like all these that de- like the heart and stuff like it can give you like tissue damage short term and stuff like it's crazy um so but um i just wanted to explore that sort of unknown and i wanted to be known as an iron man it was something that i'd always essentially wanted to tick off and then um the what made me do it was i'd always said i wanted to do it but number one, it's expensive. Number two, I, I didn't know how to swim. And then obviously lockdown happened and I done what everyone else done in lockdown. I bought a bike. Yeah. Um, and then I think what really sparked it was I'd always thought of it. I was always going to do it. But the stars just aligned. I got a bike and me and my friend Mark Ronald were going out and smashing loads of big cycles. And then we'd done a hundred miler one day. And obviously the, the middle part of the, and we did it totally untrained for it. Like we were bonking and everything. It was hilarious thinking back to it. Like we were just, we weren't even feeling properly. We were stopping and drinking coffees and all that everywhere. And then just like literally eating like barely any carbs and like, just like, eat, like just honestly, it was hilarious, man. And both of us bonked at different points. Like I will, I literally went grey at one point, man. It was, uh, it was crazy. But um, I, I remember I done that and I went, holy shit. I remember doing the hundred mile cycle. And I was like, oof, an Ironman's crazy. An Ironman's fucking crazy. See, being able to do, like, obviously that, sorry, I've got a message come through my, my computer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, an Ironman's crazy. And I was like, 
no, but I need to do that. Then um, end of last year, I signed up for one in Mallorca, which then ended up getting cancelled and <clears throat> the pool shut and everything, all that stuff. And then I ended up signed up for another event in France. Then I ended up couldn't go. I got COVID four weeks before my event. And then, <clears throat> sorry, I'm coughing right now. Um, so I've got COVID. Um, so yeah, like the, and then, I ended up couldn't go to France because I hadn't had my second vaccine, which I would I was going to get before it. And then it turns out you could still go, but you had to isolate because I only had my first vaccine. And then I ended up getting four, COVID four weeks before I went. And then like I was like to like Ironman, they're like, oh, you can get a PCR when you arrive. I was like, I'll fail a PCR because I've just literally had COVID. Like I was, I think it was three and a half weeks before the event I got COVID. So yeah, um, and it was like it was. To be honest, like you see, because the everything that went wrong and the event, first event was maybe in May. I, obviously, the educate. I was talking to us about my my friend. It's actually um, an ultra runner recently, and I was talking about like in a reading Ross Edges book, as I mentioned, it's talking about like ultra distance sport and endurance and adventure sport and all these different things. You have to go through a cycle. You have to go through like a recovery phase. You have to go through like a a peak phase. And essentially, I peaked way too early, Ryan. Yeah. And and also, not just physically, mentally, I was so scunnered with the training mate towards the end. Like, I was, like, so, like, I'm not an endurance athlete. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, that isn't what I do. Like, but I was, like, this is just mind-numbing now. Like, this is just not, I didn't want to do this. And I was yeah. grudging it, mate. Like, I was, my energy was tanked all the time. I was, like, just questioning everything. I was doing events, kept getting cancelled. It was costing me lots of money. Like, do you know what I mean? Like signing up for one of these events, you're talking like £500, mate, just yeah. to get an entry to join one of these events. Then we were booking accommodation to go to France. I was having, like forking out and then it got cancelled. Then my paying for all your stuff, like wetsuit, bike, running stuff. Like it's it's that expensive sport. And I was just like getting, and not only that, I was just losing my love with resistance training, mate, because I was so fatigued all the time because yeah. I'd already peaked. And then like I was dipping, then I got COVID. So to be honest, the hard part was the bit before it. The event was solid, but the yeah. actual, um, the hard part was definitely like the, the lead up to it. And it's something I'm proud of doing for sticking in. But again, that just goes with that. There was failure was never there. It was never an option. Do you know what I mean? It was, what? if I had to actually, I had an injury like seven weeks before, hurt my hip, like, and I couldn't run for seven weeks at one point, right? not directly seven weeks before, it was like 14 weeks before, then the seven weeks prior, I was able to run a little bit more. Mm. But like, I remember actually having conversations saying, well, if I have to walk the entire marathon, I will. Yeah. You know I mean, like that was like this, so it was like, I'll just walk it and I'll just do that. And it was like, I think these are the conversations you need to have with yourself sometimes. It's like when you're getting overwhelmed in situations, what about this, what about that? We need to actually start going, well, what will I need to do? Yeah. In the event that that happens, and I think if you can be clear on that, then you're at peace with yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, what did what did your training look like at its very peak, like the the largest kind of volume? <clears throat> so the, it was a bit funny because at my peak, I wasn't able to run. So I would train weights two to three times per week in like my weight sessions, where still keeping it's obviously keeping your body in decent shape, also keeping you feeling robust as well. But honestly, mate, like I was feeling flat as a pancake in every session, man. Like, I was just generally, again, like, coach that I was working with at the time, John McLeod. John's a great coach, but, I, again, he hadn't, I don't think he understood the capacity and maybe the work that I had and stuff at the time, and it's just that sort of relatability. So, like, I was working a lot, starting an online business, moving house, 
all these other, like, you know what I mean, external stresses. And I was also doing high loads of training and stuff. So in your, your peak week, it would be like a, a certain week might be focused on a certain area. But towards the end, I was doing like one five to six hour set cycle per week. Um, I would also do two to three swims and then one threshold or two threshold cycles on the turbo trainer in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like um, my runs around that as well. So quite a lot. Like you're talking like 15, 16 hours of training a week. Um, and, that, and it just it, it leaves you like it leaves you just in a place where you're just like because yeah. I'm not used to that like and also it was well over when it needed to be yeah it was like we had this full mesocycle and macrocycle where training broke out that just ended up being like Adam on phone Adam on phone yeah. do you know what I mean and it was totally messed up but and it, through no fault of our own do you know what I mean just with this sort of so it was a bit like and then obviously on my actual peak week um, I missed it on my actual peak week because I got COVID. So yeah. I'd never even practiced a transition from water to bike until the day of the Ironman. That's bad. So I know, mate. So, and then like I hadn't swam, I'd only ever swam the total distance once and I'd done it five weeks before. So on the day, my shoulders and lats were on fire, like actually on, on fire, man. So yeah, it was, it was crazy, but it was, uh, it was, a, it was a good, it was good to do it. And it was like, when I finished it, I just like started crying at the end of it because it was just like such a. I've never felt like I genuinely like I'm so like it taught me a lot the full journey. I've been quite good at just kind of winging things just out of a level of general preparedness for a long time, but it truly just took me to a point where it was like I put so much into it, I committed so much time, energy, money, focus. Do I mean even like my business? Like it what like I look back and it's like I should be further ahead that that part. Of, but at the end of the day it was taken away from what I could give to people as well. It was taken away from me and Ellie's relationship. It was taken away from so many things. It was just like, like the days that I would come back from the cycle, the six hour cycle and stuff, I just wouldn't talk to anyone. I just yeah. wouldn't lie down on my couch and just be empty. And I would yeah. be like then stringing things together and all that. And it was like, just, I just wanted it to be over. And then when it finished, I was just like immensely proud. But yeah. like, um, it was a good feeling, man. It really, really was to do it. But um, and it was a just an incredible experience. Everyone there on the day. It was quite an intimate little event. It was only like three hundred people doing the full mm-hmm. Dalesman triathlon, which is an iron distance triathlon. So, albeit it's not called an Ironman, but it is an iron distance. So you're still an yeah. Ironman if you do it. But it was just incredible going around with all the people, like all different walks of life. I, I got really friendly with a woman going around. It was like. 57 do you know what I mean like going around at the same pace as me like just pure rattling out on a pure old bike and all that like just yeah. um there's a lot of people that were just like the run at the end is like a fucking graveyard no, even if folk are doing it fast or running weird like everyone's yeah. just like heavy footed just genuinely like everyone's just like peeling their foot off the ground you know what I mean and you see you would have seen it there even Joe put that video up our coach of when he done the one at his bit and like the last six miles he was in that hole yeah, exactly. He was just, and it's it's like Ailey was coming round and she was videoing me at some points, and like I've got like footage of it and stuff, and I was like, like in a bad way, like just like going round <laughs> my head was down, and I was like, I don't feel good at all. I'm living sick and everything, like it's it's crazy, but it was good. It was definitely. I know it sounds weird, but it was good. It was definitely no. an experience. I think a lot of people kind of listen to that, and there'll be like two camps. There'll be one camp who'll be absolutely fuck that. Not a chance I want to yeah. go anywhere near that. But then, like, hearing that myself, I've spoke to a couple of people about 
like of once I kind of maybe take a step back from football, like trying a marathon and then maybe trying an Ironman. Because for me, it just like sounds so crazy that you almost want to want to do it at some point in your life. It's something yeah. I want to it's do. The, it's like a, like certain people have like a makeup where it's like there's something in you that just wants to explore, and it's all it's it's like the sort of the adventure inside us of like, oh, I, I want to do that, and it's like some of them might be like, well, why would you want to do that? And you're like because like it's just like you can't really explain it to someone it's like it's everyone's got different needs you know how some people are just really programmed to really really be so so caring of other people that they'll put they'll do everything to put other people in front of them i'm selfless i'm a coach a lot of coaches are selfish but i'm not that selfless and i watch some people and i can't get my head around it but they can't explain that to me they can't explain that they would do everything for every other person by themselves yeah. And I'm not like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm also saying like, I can't figure that out in my head. And I also can't com- com- like compute when someone doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. I, I, but I get that because we all think differently, but that's not to say that you have to stay in that level of thinking. You can change it a hundred percent. And the mistake that a lot of people make is that they just sign off their way of thinking. That's yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? That's it. No other way at all. And you're like, you, you need to, you need to understand that there's, when it comes to your thinking, it can be changed. And there's a quote that I love, and it's by Albert Einstein, so that we cannot solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. And you can change the way you think, but it's just if you decide you can't. Do you know what I mean? It's that, that as the saying goes, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. I know a lot of people have heard that a million times, but you can can change your way of thinking just like you can change the size of your bicep. You just need to work on yeah. it on a, on a daily basis. Um, it's not yeah. fixed. It can move, and it will yeah. continually move month by month, year by year. I um, don't expect yeah. to be thinking the same way you did two years ago if you want to yeah. start achieving new things. Yeah, 100%. And that, I think when you're around, like being in an environment just so important, like, like you're the average of what you do most. And if you are just in an environment where, you know what I mean, like people working with myself or you, and if you can create a culture that normalizes that level of thinking, then you're off to an absolute winner. I mean, like that's that's it at the end of the day, man. So no, hundred percent. It was it was a good experience, but actually, I was trying to get my money back for. <laughs> I still don't have my money back for the entry because I couldn't go to France to compete in yeah. Ironman Vichy. So I was emailing them back and forward, and they've just so turns out I'm going to be doing a half Ironman this year because right. they wouldn't <laughs> refund me, and I was like, I'm not like I'm. I will do a full again in the future, not right now, um. But um, they were like, we can't change the area, so I'm not even told daily this. Like literally <laughs> talking about it. Got an email yesterday and I was like, I was like, what can you do? They were like, oh, well, we can't do anything about it. You either lose your place, you don't. I was like, well, what about doing the half Ironman in Vichy? Then that way I won't be like, I'll only be about like two months away from doing that or something. Yeah. So whereas like the thing is, I won't be as far away from doing a full Ironman again, but I just, I, I'm, it's not, I don't want to do it. Whereas I actually really fancy doing a half Ironman because I reckon I can yeah. do it pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It's, oh, well, it's, uh, force your hand to do that. <laughs> I know, man. So, yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, mate, I actually remember dropping you a voice message. Uh, it was maybe a month or so ago, and I think you were just away off on holiday. I think the reply I got, you'd maybe had a few jars after that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I actually asked you to come on, um, come on the podcast. But as we were both kind of just away on holiday there, I know you kind of spoke about it a lot in your socials. Like, what, what's been your approach to to going on holiday, to go on going on breaks, because I know my approach to going on holiday, the last two times I've been on holiday has been completely different than it was like a couple of years ago in the sense where 
someone told me I was going to work out on holiday two years ago, I would have went like, you're going to do what? I'm not working out yeah. on holiday. I'm just drinking beers and sitting by the pool all day long. So what's been your approach yeah. the last couple of times? Well, I think I've done a talk on this recently and I said, in a world of sheep, be a shepherd. And essentially, the mindset is like, I train 365 days a year. I have rest days, right? I don't train every single day, right? It's who I am. It's what I do. So why would going away for seven days or two weeks change who I am and what I do? That's like saying to someone, oh, you're going on holiday for two weeks. Why are you smoking? Do you know what I mean? Why are you smoking? You don't, you do that at home. Just stop doing it when you're away on holiday. It doesn't mean that you need to live to the same capacity. It just means that there's certain standards that you shouldn't drop because that's what makes you new. That's what makes you, you. I used to go on holiday and come back from a holiday feeling a hundred times worse than when I went on holiday because I was living this story that I had to do X. I had to do Y. I had to do, do you know what I mean? Like living, the, living someone else's narrative, whereas live your own narrative, do what you want. I'm not saying if, someone's like and this is the thing it's like get clear on what switching off actually is this feel like folks say switching off and it's like folks just say words Ryan and I always I always say like don't get caught up in words because people just say words and everyone has different definitions of what they are it's just jargon so someone says I'm going on holiday switch off let's say we get a hundred people into a room right and I went to a hundred people when you go on holiday and you switch off, please describe that to me. I bet you I would get a hundred different answers, right? Which is absolutely fine. But I bet you most of the answers would still kind of replicate what a lot of people are saying, unless the person, what I'm saying is you would get a few shepherds within there that would be like, well, I go on holiday because I want to do this, this, this. And I'm not saying you have to go away and live a certain way. You have to do what makes you happy. But you need to know the difference between happiness and pleasure. And I'm not saying like pleasures like going away and like, having a baby or I mean like something that's going to like that that's like pleasure yeah it brings you elements of happiness because you can have good memories and stuff like that but like just constantly try to do things that you're just you're trying to do things to fix it whereas like I know for a fact going away on holiday if I was I was away for six days there if I didn't train once I would feel like soft and a flump by the end of it with all the extra calories I consumed the alcohol therefore I wouldn't feel myself Whereas, and I'm not to say that I didn't drink, I got absolutely buried, like, do you know what I mean, plenty out there and stuff, but at the yeah. same time, there was certain elements that I took out that we didn't have, like, like I used to go on holiday and I'd be, like, snacking all the time and eating, like, going by a shop, going grab that, going, like, oh, because I'm on holiday, I was telling myself this story, whereas I was eating out three times per day, amazing meals, like, having whatever I wanted when I go out, but I was also keeping up standards in other areas as well, I'm not saying you need to go away and fucking bring your journal out in the morning and plan your day and stuff. I'm just saying you need to uphold some personal standards. Otherwise, depending on what it is. But again, at the same time, if you're going away on a stag do with the boys for three nights or the girls or a hen do for three nights, do you know what I mean? It is what it is. It does what it says in the tin. You don't have to be going away and go to the gym and all that. Like it's like it's just down to this this narrative that people do. And I'm not saying is it good, bad, right, or wrong to do X, Y, or Z. I am just saying, like, do what suits you. And if you live a certain way 95% of the time. You don't have to change it for 5% because yeah. you feel like that's what you have to do. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people do is that they just do things because they think. And I actually said this recently, stop being good at thinking what you think you should think. Yeah. And that's what people do. They just, ah, oh, yeah, that's what I should be doing. That's what, do you know what I mean? It's just just the, the narrative. That's that. Yeah. Everyone's trying to live this narrative, this story. Live your own story. I, I mean, know. I certainly found even this year you can relate it to like this time of the 
this time of the month as well, December and Christmas, like a lot of people are just in their head, like this, it's Christmas. So everything just gets chucked out the window. We stop training, we stop eating well because it's Christmas. And it's almost just this, as you said, it's this narrative in the back of your head and it almost detaches guilt from going away from the things that make you feel good, be it training and eating well. Um, and I think something I've done well with my clients this year is, is just get them to step away from that. Yeah, it's Christmas. Enjoy yourself. But why do we want to stop doing these things that make us feel good? Yeah, 100%, man. And it's like that's... And the thing is, that takes a while to train. And me and Ailey, me and my girlfriend, she's right into... She's actually becoming a coach as well. And, like, she's right into fitness. And, like, everything that we do revolves around feeling good, if that makes sense. So, like, the other day, like, last week, I had a full day where I was doing Zoom calls like, and a training day with my mentorship that I'm in. And the first thing was we've only we shared a car because we both work from home. And like it was like, well, how are we going to do the gym? Because this starts at this. And it was like the day was framed around the things that our highest values are. Do you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't just a case of like the, the typical thing you always get. It's like folk will always say things. Had a disaster of a week. Like I have I've got a very fast-paced, busy life, a lot of shit going on. I don't really have disastrous weeks, I'll be honest. Do you know what I mean? I don't really have disastrous weeks disastrous weeks come down to a lack of planning and don't get me wrong there is always going to be things come up i know that i don't have children i know that you're going to have things thrown your way when you've got different responsibilities but i've also got 38 clients that i work with right now that i manage and uphold to the highest standard i'm essentially managing 38 people right i've got a girlfriend i've got a family i've got a home i've got friends i've got the upkeep of a, a, a business that i'm trying to work on i've got additional things i mean it's like Folk just say things like I've got this one, I've got things that pop up and all that. I've got holidays, I've got training. Like at the end of the day, it's just how you choose to manage what you do. It's nothing to do with like, like folk are just living that. Again, it's that sort of story. I had this disastrous week. I always say the difference between an excuse and when it's not, when it's a real reason is an excuse comes in the version of a short story and a real reason is taking ownership of it. Yeah. Actually being like, this happened, so I'm doing this instead. Yeah. It's not, well, you know, so had this come up and this, this, this. And look, I'm not bashing that because we all have to go through times like this to learn, but that's how you become more self-aware. I'm not, put again, not putting myself in the pedestal. I'll do it as well sometimes, but I've got the ability to step back and go, right, you've been, you've been a wee dick, Christian. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> you know I mean? Like, stop doing it. Like, it happens all the time. Like, it happened at the weekend. Two hours to do a two-minute job. On Sunday, he sent me fucking loopy. He sent me so angry with my computer and all that. I was like, what? Like, I was just like, like go, go and go about your day, Christian. Like, what is this going to do? It's like having that ability to check in with yourself is key. And that only comes through practice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, mate. I um, had one. I had to open my, my advent calendar. I had to put the Christmas tree up. So I had could train this week. Um, that was the best one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's it. And it's. Just try to get someone, and I suppose it takes, takes time, doesn't it? Because if someone has got, like, I, I think the, the thing you always see with people is that like, they're always trying and feel that they need to. And you're like, stop trying. Stop feeling that you need to. Do, do it because show up like you want to, not because you have to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, the mistake that a lot of folk make is well, Ryan, is where they're under this influence that they need to enjoy every single part of what they do. Like, folks say things like, do a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Because I work so hard, but I also love what I do. There's loads of things in my job that I dislike. 
loads of things in my job that I dislike. But I don't just go, oh, this isn't the fairy tale I signed up to. Therefore, I'm out. See you later. Whereas folk do that with fitness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, it's just like, there's certain things. Like I'll go into the gym some days and maybe I've had a bit of a morning when I'm feeling a bit more lethargic. My quality of sleep is low. And the thought of even exerting myself to the to that RPE, fucking eight, nine, ten, for the thought of lifting and benching and squatting and lunging and doing a bit of condition work is the furthest thing from it. But I still do it. I don't yeah. just go, oh man, can I do that? Like motivation. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and the thing is, like, I'm not bashing motivation, but at the end of the day, you can't just like you're luring yourself into a, a state of again, I suppose it's like that thing, get your back against the wall do something that's going to make you feel uncomfortable because I think we've just been conditioned now. Like, and again, this is getting a bit deep here, but like, if you go back like thousands of years ago, like our bodies were subjected to so much more discomfort. You had to go out and find food. You had to go out and do things like, whereas now everyone's just got this sort of disconnect with like doing things that are uncomfortable. Like like I seen uh, Chris Bradley put a really good post up the other day. And it's something I've seen get worse and worse is how people can ghost people now. Yeah. Seen that or how people are really bad at sticking to plans now because everything's on your phone you don't have to it, it, if you just go ah, they, they won't mind i'm just not going to message them back yeah like it is like see if someone does that i actually was talking to you about this the other day i don't think i've ever done that in my life i don't think i have ever ghosted someone in my life like no. i will always tell someone what speak my truth i'll always tell someone why i'm feeling a certain way i will tell something if i'm not going to go ahead with something like i'll I've had people where like working my business and stuff and like I've, I've hired them to do something and they're like, so would you like to continue? And I'm like, I'm actually not going to do it. Whereas some, most people would go, ah, head in the sand. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, get back to it like someone's yeah. talking. Yeah. Folk are just a bit like, so you're like, just tell, tell someone or like having like planning a day out or a night out and you've invited 16 folk and only eight folks show up. And the folk don't even mess you because it's became almost like a norm now that folk are just so bad. So anyone's listening to this and they do it, stop fucking doing it because it's just <laughs> actually like digging yourself a hole. Like it's actually so bad. Like I think it's like, it's the height of being, of rudeness. I think it's just so bad now. Like folk are really bad. And you probably had it being a coach, man. Like instead of folk facing the music, say for example, someone's hit that, they're emotionally volatile. They've committed to working with yourself. I've had it loads. I've had it loads. Not that much, but like I've had it where folk are like session three when I was coaching, session three into a block of 12, never hear from them again. Yeah. People coming into my online program just disappearing after a month. Because yeah. but they don't realize that 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 level of thinking and, and that ability to ghost is why they're in the position they're in, because they think that's an option. Yeah. And it shouldn't be an option. And if you remove that, they'll be much better, but they don't, don't get that. They don't get that that's what happens every time. It's that it's a vicious cycle of emotion. The minute something comes at them, they don't like it. They just go, do you know what? I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to just pretend that never happened. I've actually heard then, the extreme version of that before. Like similar to what you said, someone paid like the full block, did three out of 12 and I actually watched them avoid me at Tesco. Like just go out of the way of like, shit, you've seen me. And then you've seen them going to the other aisle and then, Pop yeah. out the door. <laughs> That's the extreme version of ghosting. But I know I'm always. What well, I think the best way to go about that, I'd always see folk that maybe ghosted me or whatever when I was walking to the gym, and I'd pure shout them. All right, like <laughs> as if like what they. But again, it's it's just. But that's why like folk then go. Oh, it's because I just like eating chocolate. It's because I don't like exercise. It's like no, it's because you don't trust yourself. 
You've got a fucking poor relationship with yourself. You do not believe in yourself and that's what you need to work on. You don't need to work on, yeah, you need to work on your squat. Yeah, you need to, but that's fucking surface level tip of the iceberg stuff. We need to get down to the bottom of why you keep ghosting things. Do you know what I mean? Like we need to get down to the bottom of why you just give up. Why, 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 why that's an option in your mind and folk don't, like that's when folk come to get coaching sometimes. You're like, you ask them, where's your biggest problems? And they're like, tracking. You're like, fucking tracking is your problem. <laughs> like your problem isn't tracking your calories. It's like, it's how you tie your worth to tracking your calories. That's your, that's your problem. It's like, we need to tackle the problem, not the solution. Do you know what I mean? We don't need to just keep, like adding things on like I always say that to clients where they like folk think that they just like say if, and this isn't where everyone starts but a lot of people know how fast paced the world is how connected folk are how many different things are going on how many plates, plates people have got spinning they think that just giving someone a training program is going to be that's it that's what I need I just need a training program you're like no you need you need some law and order in your life you need some, you need to hold yourself to a higher standard in some areas where you're not. You need to set some big balls of goals for the first time ever. You need to start actually doing things on a daily basis that's subjected to some kind of daily discomfort. You need to reflect. You need to ask yourself better quality questions. And you need to keep doing it until further notice. Yep. And that's what folk don't realize. They just go, oh, it's just, just training I need. You're like, aye, you should be training. But like, let's go a bit deeper than that. Let's look at why. And let's kind of break it down a bit more as well. So 100%. I was a bit of a tangent there, mate. No, no, that's all good. And that's, I suppose that's our job as coaches to get people to, yeah, that surface level stuff's there, but just think a little bit deeper. Think about what exactly it is that you really need to work on. It's, as you said, it's not tracking. It's it's not a squat. It's it's really not the amount of steps that you're doing in a day. It's it's much deeper than that. And yeah, yeah. it's complicated. It takes time, but it's it's certainly a lot deeper than that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, mate, your um, your current training goals, your your future dreams. What what have you got in the pipeline? So um, this year, like coming into twenty twenty two, I'm very very business focused. I always have been, but very very like I want to get like I've got certain numbers that are people that I want to work with. The programs now became like an absolute beast, which is class. It's got an amazing community, and um, so. In the end of January, we've actually got our first ever like sort of big uh, community event. Me, Lewis, and Sylvester, and um, who are all three online coaches, are all teaming up, and we're going to be delivering like a big in-person talk, like an actual just more of a formal speaking event, and um, which is going to be good. Not formal, but you know what I mean, like not just like in a gym training, but like, actually like talking on different subjects and stuff. So that's going to be. About, I think we should have about hundred people at that, which would be good. Probably. Um, so that's the goal for it, um, which would be epic. So that um, I also want to do more speaking. For, I love speaking, um, and then also just like for the 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 program, just keep getting it better. Like I've invested a lot of money into it. It's got great systems. We we have a lot of amazing content and amazing like community of people. The visions become clearer and stuff like that. So like yeah, like definitely there. And then also me and Ellie are going to travel a lot this year as well. Um, which is going to be epic. Um, so that's going to be then next winter. We're going to go away for the winter, the entire winter abroad. So a lot Super. of a lot of definitely lifestyle and business goals from from like a body perspective. Like I feel really good right now in regards to like from a body composition perspective and like ability to just show up and do things and stuff as well. So I'm feeling in a good spot there. Me and Joe were obviously one of the goals I was working towards, but see to be honest, mate, I bounced back from that. So obviously doing the Ironman, like my body went through some of it, uh, like 
obviously needed a lot of recovery after it and I bounced back quite quickly. Now, obviously that's my fault coming back in quite hard and I actually packed on about 10 kilos of muscle very, very quickly, man. Um, and just not obviously fresh, it's just like that sort of returning back to where I was and I just bounced back pretty hard and then I started to, I've, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of injuries now. So yeah. like my back is in bits. I, I was chasing, essentially me and Joe were working towards a goal called the 505-500 challenge, which was, 500 pound deadlift, sub five minute mile and 500 burpees in the same day. Um, but I'm not doing it anymore. I actually decided to, because I was like, every time I was deadlifting, I was coming away in pain um, because I've just got to a point where I was lifting like pretty heavy, very quickly, mate, after not doing it for so long. Yeah. And my body was just like in tatters. Like my legs got neglected a lot when I was training for the Ironman over the past year. So I've essentially been rebuilding my legs because I was just like, as I was saying, because it was, it's not that I didn't train my legs straight. I was training full body and I was doing leg extension, hamstring curls, like, like leg press movements that weren't creating loads of damage, but I was still keeping the strength there. But as in my, I wasn't turning up to the sessions with the same intent towards the end. So essentially like just rebuilding. Um, but yeah, like my body's in tatters a bit now. Like <laughs> every week I've got like a fucking niggle and an ache or a pain. Um, but it's purely because... I knew not to come back as hard because I'd been away from the way I love to be like that, being able to be conditioned, like always doing conditioning work, lifting weights, like being very functionally fit, strong, big, capable and stuff like that. After not being that way for a long period of time, I was just so hungry to get back to it. That I just came back a bit too quick, mate, Yeah, which is a, a lesson learned. You know what I mean, so um, now um, I took this month to just kind of think about goals and stuff for next year. So obviously with, without any choice, I need to speak to Joe about this as well. I'll be doing the half Ironman um, in August, well, whenever it will be, in Vichy in France. So I'll be set if I can get the space. They asked, they said, obviously, they'll need to see if I can defer it first. Um, I want to do a sub-315 marathon. I want to do that abroad as well. So um, I haven't really, I haven't got a PB marathon time. I've only done a couple of marathons. Um, so, and I've not really done them. When I've, like one of my, my, my second marathon was at the end of my, my Ironman. I've done a lot of things that are arguably harder than the marathon, do you know what I mean? Like 20-mile hill runs and stuff. But like, um, and I suppose that's a good point to kind of add in. Some people just get very caught up in numbers and they're just like, as if like they just think some points like the pinnacle, well, you should have done that if you've done this. You're like, there's no rules. Yeah. Do you I mean? There's no rules to what you have to do. So I would do that, do the half Ironman, and then like just continue. Like I'm feeling like Joe's the first time I've been coached and programmed by someone ever. So it's really nice to just be really working on a lot of weaknesses and also like like feeling really strong. Probably like one of the biggest I've been right now, um, probably in my life, strongest up there with like the strongest. And I've comfortably done like a 30k session yesterday, um, which was like I really felt felt really good after it as well. Like felt like like that's a good place. So I think I just want to keep exploring this. Um, but definitely there are two goals I want to have there, but very, very business focused, to be honest, Ryan, like where I want that to go. Like, and that's not to say I've, I've always prioritized my health. Like I've always prioritized my fitness. That's never really been an issue with me. So yeah, man, that's kind of where I'm at. And then I'll think of some more stuff up as well along the way, that's man. Good. What about you? Um, This year, I mean, it's just seeing out the football season um, and obviously trying to make that move to Glasgow later on um, well, middle of next year. Um, gym wise, it's kind of it's kind of just maintenance just now. It's it's been hard to build on anything without really taking away from performance at football. Um, so there's a bit of a kind of conflict of interests there. Um, but yeah, to be fair, it's just seeing out the rest of this year and then next year 
um, don't tell my football gaffer, but I'm deciding to maybe take on something a little bit new. Um, and as you kind of spoke about, I do fancy taking on a, a half iron man at some point, um, a marathon. Yeah. Um, the worst thing Joe Parrish has ever said to me is, I think you could do an Ironman. I could see you doing that. And then it just got into my head. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do this at some point now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good, mate. Like, I would, like, honestly, it's such an experience doing these things. And you learn so much and you you gain, like, so much more knowledge and wisdom in so many parts, which it makes you a better coach as well. Yeah. You're able to coach people on a level that's, like, like you can see where folk are really, like, like you know how, like, sometimes, like, see if you've maybe not done the likes of a marathon or something, and then your client was like to you, I'm thinking about doing a, ma- a marathon. Do you think I'm ready? And you don't actually know the answer. Yeah. Because you're like, don't know, I've never done it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't actually know. Like, yeah, I think so. But you just have so much more conviction in what you do. And like, you learn so much as well in regards to so many other parts. And how I always say to my clients now as well, like when you train for something, like you're, you're probably going to like have loads of shit sessions, but that's why you train, especially for like a, an endurance thing, like a, you know, anything that, like out with the gym, like like cycling, swimming, running, all these different things, hill running, hill climbing, like you're gonna like that's what the training's all about, making those mistakes. Like I bonked like three times in training, and I remember at the time being like, "Fuck, I never got my full session," and I was meant to do this many miles and this long, but it was like that was a pivotal part of my training because it was like it then taught me to iron out the creases, all the little weaknesses, and be like, "Well, I need to focus more on my, my nutrition because that's." So that doesn't happen on the day. And that's what, like, I think sometimes when you come from a very regimented weight training background, because it's all numbers and sets and reps and stuff, it's like, every, you need, you, you would, like, you wouldn't just miss out parts of your weight session. Like, it's, it's there for a reason. Do you know I mean, you wouldn't just, like, miss out, like, whereas that can happen when you're doing a lot of these different things. And I think when you turn up to the day of the Ironman, when I done that, it was, like, so many other people were telling different versions of their own story where how this effed up and this effed up and it's like but you, you do the work so that on the day you can you can pull the pin and send it do you know what I mean yeah 100% um, mate let's go and tell a wee quick fire round to finish off um, yeah first of all one piece of advice for someone just starting their fitness journey I think you just be like just do it like just do it and something I say to a lot of my clients that are struggling like maybe they've, they've been working with me for a wee while and they hit the first ever dip or low like like I don't I don't typically work with loads of folk now that, that are brand spanking you, but if I do, you know, you're gonna hit that sort of valley of despair point two, three, four months in, and you're gonna think that's but again, that's the point where make or break. Because if you give up then, you're just gonna go back into that same cycle. But what I say to those folk is I would rather you consistently turned up at 50% than consistently turned up at a hundred percent because you're not going to learn anything consistently turning up at 100%. So my biggest piece of advice would be just do it and stop setting these mad expectations for yourself. That doesn't mean don't try, but that's give yourself permission and bandwidth to actually be pretty bang average. That's what I'm trying to get at, but do it consistently. And that's the the key there. That's my best piece of advice. Quality. Favourite holiday destination? Um. We went to a good couple of years ago. We went to Asia for the first time. I went to Vietnam and it was really, really good. And I just, I like Asia, to be honest. I've not went to, and I know that's a continent, like, but I love watching like travel programs, cooking programs and all that. Like, and I love just watching different cultures. And I definitely think just like the continent of Asia, like I want to go to Japan. I want to go to 
Thailand, I want to go to India, I want to go to all these places. I just find it really interesting. So Vietnam was epic, man. It was really cool. Plus, it wasn't like there's a lot of Westerners there, don't get me wrong, but it's not as it wasn't as like I felt like if you go to other places, it can be a bit tainted by Westerners, whereas in there there was still that very, very like this is the quite quite do you know what I mean? Like very original still, like being in Hanoi yeah. and stuff, like being in restaurants where it was like folk walking on top of you and all that, and like going into all the markets and everything and getting shouted at because you're the only white British person there and they're all trying to guess your age and all that. I thought that was pretty cool. So um yeah, definitely I'd say like anywhere probably in Asia. I really I really want to go to Japan. I think Japan because I love Japanese food. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go there so, as well, yeah. mate. Um what about you, mate? What's your favorite location? <laughs> Um, I lived in Sydney for a year, so I loved that. Did you? Um, a couple of years back, I lived in Sydney, just an unbelievable house that we used to live in. It looked across the harbour and landed pretty lucky with it. So, I mean, not really a holiday destination, but I would like to go back to Sydney um, and travel kind of the, the east coast of, no, no, sorry, the west coast of, um, of Australia, because I never got to do that. Um, that was unreal. No, that's epic, man. That's class. Um, but yeah, man, like I would like there's so many places. I just love traveling to be honest. Yeah. So we're gonna go to next next year, we're gonna go to Europe for the winter, I think, and just drive down and then just cut about, man, and see what happens. Nice, mate. Podcast, book, TV show recommendation, any of the three? Um do you know what? I've actually in the past we were I, I started my podcast because I loved podcasts, right? And I don't know about you, but like, see, since you've had your podcast, have you been listening to less podcasts? I have actually, no, I have, no, I have actually begun to do that yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I think it's because you are making your own and stuff like that. Um, so podcasts, I'd probably say, I can't really comment on it because I've been so inconsistent, but um, I started listening to a couple recently, a couple of different ones on specific subjects, but I could give more on books. Um, and I think with a book, it's a hard one because you need to kind of say like, what do you want to gain from a book like what like i like ranging between an autobiography um a personal development book maybe on something like diving into psychology mindset or whatever and then something like sort of um educational so maybe like more of a textbook format on like physiology or like training or like some of that so um i've read like i'm reading i mentioned it already ross edgley's third book but i think they're really good because it's almost like a combination of all three he's telling a story about what he's done so it's like an autobiography he's giving you actual textbook lessons within it and he's also um what's it called giving you it's it's developing you as well because it's giving you lessons and stuff in it so i i really like this i was reading his book the other day i was thinking i was like i really love the style of his book so he's got three world's fittest book the blueprint the most recent one and um the art of resilience which is amazing about him swimming around so i I'd probably say those three are probably up there my, my top three favorite books there's so many though you can see there's loads behind me there um so many good books but i do love a good autobiography as well a good story because there's always lessons to be had in them yeah i'm just i'm listening to will smith's one just now i don't know if you've seen that yeah that'd be good um, that'd be, I bet there's, he's, a, he's a very wise guy do you know what i mean the, the thing is, is that you think you think about how much he's done in his life he's going to have so many lessons you know what I mean, yeah, it, the people he's met, yeah. the connections he's made, the, the, the highlight, because the money he's made as well, the life he's been able to live, like it's being in Hollywood and all that, top actor and everything, like there'll be loads of interesting things that loads of folk will just not even think about. It's good, it's, it's an easy listen as well, I've got it on audiobook and it's obviously his voice narrating it as well, which makes it even better. Yeah. Um, last question mate, if you could go back to one time in your life, 
when would it be? Why? Well, I start, I've not even looked at any of these, man. So I said to you before <laughs> it. Um, if I could go back to one time in my life and why. Um, I think, like, I don't have many regrets. And there's like one, to, and this is actually, I know I spoke about Vietnam, but me, we were there in Vietnam and we were actually there. And I remember, I don't know how this is a right or wrong answer to this, but it was my birthday. It was like my, I can't remember what, what age I was, man, but we went to 2018. Um, so it was my birthday and I got food poisoning. And the oh, next day, we were meant to go to do the high van pass. We were meant to, which is a road, and we were meant to do it on motorbikes. Ailey had a morning booked out at a spa. And we had an amazing dinner. Our friends, Mark and Carly, were with us as well. They met us there as a surprise and all that. And I had to stay in bed the entire day and miss this day. That, and it's honestly up there with the only regret that like I, I genuinely have. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, that's probably a time in my life I could go back to and change it. Um, but like, I don't have many regrets. It's just a good thing. But again, I suppose... I don't know, man. Like, there's so many other parts, like loads of good parts in life, isn't there, man? Like amazing memories, parties, um, laughs. Do you know what I mean? Like, had a great time. Like, actually, a really, really good experience. And I'm not answering this quite a lot. Was working with the US military. Um, mm-hmm. was an amazing experience in my life, and I'm very grateful to have that. I was on a US military base in the Middle East for four months, and there was only nine Brits, and there was four and a half thousand people in the base. No. And it was uh just, and there was like there was about a thousand Australian Air Force. And it was so good, so much responsibility, um, like our job and all that. Like, and it was just made amazing friends. Like, learned so much from different cultures. I know that sounds silly, like Australians and Americans, but seeing how they operate and like just seeing like just the Americans taught me a lot about in regards to like in the military. I know they're not all of this, but they didn't really give a fuck. They they genuinely didn't really. They, in the sense that like they would have airmen which is at the bottom rank getting up and delivering talks in front of people and all that and doing all this stuff it was, it was crazy man so yeah it was uh I, that's probably a time i would go back to it was an amazing time good experience mate perfect um and that brings us kind of to the end of the podcast it's been a great yeah. chat mate um yeah no i've really really enjoyed it mate i love having these chats because i wouldn't have had a clue about any any of this stuff about you I didn't even know you were in the military and stuff like that so it, mate, it's good to yeah. it's good to hear these stories yeah unreal oh, good, good mate thank you very much and thanks everyone for listening in um i appreciate it as well and i hope you've had some insight to me as well mate thank you so much for having me on the podcast i really really no. appreciate it i appreciate your time mate thank you very yeah. much no thank you buddy right i'll catch you in a bit <laughs>